0: Every week, we chat to ex-players, supporters, and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Tech UK Limited. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Belmont Banter. And today's guest is none other than Steve Hearn. Now, Steve has got uh, has quite an, an interesting and varied football career. And I'm sure he's going to tell us all about it. But first of all, Steve, welcome to Belmont Bantam, mate. How are you?
1: Not too bad, Tony. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks a lot for the interview.
0: The timing's right, mate. We're in lockdown, so you've got the time and I've got the time. So it's good. It's good. Le- mate. Lovely, mate. Lovely. If you'd like to start by telling me your sort of like earliest recollections of football, when where did you sort of like first start kicking a ball about? Well, I, I think
1: uh, back in... Back in our day, I mean, uh, kids didn't start really playing football for football teams until about nine or ten. I know these days, like clubs pick them up at five and six and what have you. I, I, the, the, the earliest memory I remember is uh, playing for a team called Owls from the Grey Zen League. Uh, Terry Stevens was the manager. Who, he was uh, like one of the fathers, if you like, of one of the, one of my mates at school.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I, 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 so I remember playing for them. But uh, when I first started, I, I was a wee lad. I mean... I was like one of the small kids in, in the team, you know. Everyone was shooting up, and I was staying the same height. And uh, I, I remember playing in midfield for for Terry's team, the Owls. And um, we, uh, I played about five or six games, and then found myself on the bench for the end, uh, rest of the season because the big lads were just too uh, pretty much too strong for me. So that's the really as I remember it. I remember playing as a kid when I was about nine years old. Yeah.
0: And then from there, when did you could progress to
1: school School football? Yeah, I played school football. I played for the, uh, the district, uh, for Graysham. I had uh, trials with Kent, but didn't get through. But I started, uh, at that age, 11, 12, 13, started to grow a bit then. And uh, uh, I, I kind of liked, liked the idea of, of scoring goals. So I, I thought to myself, well, maybe a major come along and put me up front, which, which actually happened. I, uh, I went to uh, Dartford Youth. Uh, Dickie Mace, I don't know if you know Dickie Mace, was his chairman at Dartford. I've
0: heard the name of Dickie Mace. Yeah,
1: he, uh, he, they were called Bar Ray, but they become Dartford Youth. I was about 15, 16 then, and uh, played up front. Uh, Andy Taylor played in the team, funny enough. He was one of my old schoolmakers. And, uh, yeah, so played up front. Scored a couple of goals here and there and uh and it it just went from there. Um, obviously progressed then to um just Grayson League football, you know, local league football. And I played for a team called Greenways. Greenways, heard of Greenways, yeah. Um, we yeah, we we were probably the well, by far the best team in that league. Uh, it there was EPM, uh, was another side, but we won most things in that league. And I and I started to get a knack of scoring goals and um, uh, so, so then we 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 had she had a cup game against Corinthians in the uh, the Kent. I think it would have been the Kent Senior Trophy, mm. and Corinthians then were a, a Southern League side. So we got little Gravesend League, uh, End League side Greenways playing uh, Southern League. I mean, yeah. we're talking about probably talking about three tiers up. Oh yeah, three or four oh, tiers yeah. up. Um, and uh, I, uh, I, we went one new up. Uh, I scored and um uh in the uh, at the end of the game I think we lost three1 but it was one of the worst I think the worst weeks for rain we ha- ever had we played on an absolute quagmire of a pitch so it was good it was a good level for us to be fair uh, and we give him we give him as, as as you know a really good game actually and uh two of mark freeman played up front everybody you know mark he played with sitting ball at Tunbridge he played up front with me and he had a few chances I had a few chances it could have been a different story but after that game, we, we got we get a call from well four of us from the team get a call from Tony Sitford, and uh, would you like to come to the Corinthians next season and uh, and give it a go in uh, in a Southern League, which obviously would have, was a great leap, massive leap for yeah. us local yeah. boys, and that's where really me and Mark Freeman started. Uh, we went to play for Corinthians. Again, Andy Essenthal was playing for them, Andy Douglas, Johnny Ann, good side. But obviously, Corinthians, and, uh, Corinthians have always been the same. And I believe him. So now to today, you might be able to tell me, Tony. But they had a, a chairman called Ron Billings, who was a millionaire, but he didn't pay the players. He said that it was an amateur sport. We don't pay players. Everyone should go out for the for the fun of it. <laughs> which, which, which I believe, I believe, I, I, even to the day, the Corinthians, I believe they're in the Kent League now, doing well, and they still keep the same policy. Now, how the hell they're doing so well, I don't know. But <laughs> but yeah, that that was the case. So I spent two seasons with Tony in the Southern League. Scored a few goals. I, I was never really. Uh, I, I think more. I was I would always say I was, I was like my hold-up man as a center forward, uh, And I always had a quick lad uh, alongside me to score the goals. I'll get my fair share, 15, 20 goals maybe. Probably not prolific, if you if you like. as a prolific striker. So any, anyway, after that season, uh, the second season with Corinthians, the assistant manager then was um, Tommy Sampson, which I'm sure you know, Tommy. Hello, Tommy. And... Uh, he decided he was given the Sheppey job. So I decided, well, he asked me, he phoned me up. He said, would you like to come? It's a drop down into the Kent League, but Sheppey are not doing so great at the moment or I haven't been doing so great. Let's get, you know, we're going to try and get a team together to, uh, to to do well in the Kent League, I said. And it was, you know, I'd done two years with Corinthians and I thought, well, we'll have a change and we'll go at Sheppey with Tommy. And I think his assistant was John Roseman, and I think um, uh, Charlie Pooley yeah, and yep. John Roseman. I, I think the three of them got together, and we got a team together. Uh, and I went to Sheppey. so we started to get results at Sheppey, Started started to progress, and um, the f- <laughs> this is a funny, well, a funny. This is quite a funny story. We played. We played, uh, oh, sorry, I'm going too far here. Now, it, we played at Botany Road and the council decided that um, they were going to turn Botany Road into a, a I forget, supermarket and loads of flats and all that. They were going to close Botany Road down. Um, so it's at the end of that season, and this is the first season uh, that Tommy, um, Tommy came down, brought us down, we played Kent Police. So it would have been the last game ever played at Botany Road. And luckily enough, we won 2-1. Wow. So I scored both goals. And uh, so I'll go down as the last goal scorer ever at score at Botany Road, which which I'm quite proud of. <laughs> we then, we then uh, this f- following season, we grand shared with Faversham. And uh, we st- the first, I think the first friendly we played was against Whiteleaf. And um, I had an absolute stormer. I uh, scored three goals by half-time and Tommy brought me off um, and said, Steve, great, you've done well. He said, it's uh, obviously pre-season, we're going to give him a try, this a try. And I was I was chuffed, you know, I was chuffed just at you know, half-time coming off and scoring three goals. But I'll go into the story later, but i uh, find it uh, to, uh, to tell you what, what, what happened there. Because uh, about Christmas time, we... Uh, I can't remember who we played. Now I think it was Tunbridge Wells. Um, we beat Tunbridge Wells. I got a couple of goals that day, and uh, we had. A f- we was having a few beers in a Faversham bar, and what we didn't know that uh, there were, all the committee was behind the Faversham committee were behind the bar, serving the drinks and what have you. Anyway, me and uh, I don't. I don't know if you've heard of Mark Reese was a goal. Mark Reese, the goalkeeper. We, we kind of like had a few drinks too many to be fair. And uh, we started to uh, show our bottoms uh, and start dancing around. There was music going on and we was dancing around and we was just dropping our strides. Like, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. Uh, and uh, i get a call on the Tuesday from Tommy. He said, uh, Steve, I said, well, what's that, mate? He said, I've, I've got to let you and Mark go. I, I said, well, well, why is that then, uh, Tom? He said apparently he was uh he was he was half naked in a bar on Saturday with uh, with Racy dancing about like making an idiot yourself. I said he said, to be fair, Steve, he said the chairman has said, if you and, and Mark uh, are not you know, are not released from Sheppey, then you we won't be at a grand share. He said, It's that serious. <laughs> he said, that's that serious. He said that we're you know, we have got to let you go, mate. So I went, Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. So that's, that's, that, that, happened. And then, um, that night I'll get, i get a phone call from, uh, uh Phil Emblem. I said, Phil, uh, Phil phoned me up. Never spoke to Phil before. He said, uh, Steve, he said, yeah, I've heard you've, uh, been outed from Shepney. I said, yeah, we had a little bit of, uh, shenanigans on Saturday. I said, <laughs> he said, well, he said, I'd love you to come, I'd love you to come down to Tunbridge. So, I went, okay then, yeah, it yeah, sounds good. And I, I knew that we played Tunbridge a couple of times before, and they've got a great fan base, it's a great club. And so I was, I was quite pleased for the move. You know, um, it's a good move for me. Um, going back to the story about Whiteleaf, I finds out about a month later that they had spoke to Tommy at half. Uh, sorry, after the game, and offered ten grand for me. He never told me.
0: What? Never what? told.
1: Ten? Yeah. It spoke to Tommy up in the game. He, he said to him, uh, "Steve, earn a contract." Tommy's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's on contract. He's on contract, mate. He's, there's no chance you can have him. We've got him here for a two-year contract. Give him a load of rubbish. Oh. And he, so, so, so he, so uh, that was Paul Winchwood ex-Crystal Palace, that was manager of Whiteleaf, and he, he actually, uh, yeah, he, he put in ten grand. And he actually, when he said a local newspaper, when the story came out, but I'd, I'd long gone by then. <laughs> so, yeah so Tommy bit arse bit asked ask that one Tommy you know <laughs> um, anyway I went to Tunbridge and to be fair supporters uh, wise Tunbridge what a great club you know well supported really enjoyed myself at Tunbridge the first season I, I well I came in in January and Gary Julians was the centre forward there with Mark Freeman I think and um Gary got injured the the week that I actually come to the club, so it, you know, bit, bit harsh on Gary. But I was lucky to get straight into the side. Uh, we played Chatham, uh, Chatham Town, our first game. Scored a couple of goals down at Chatham, and then we played Tunbridge Wells on the bank holiday and scored against Tunbridge Wells, which which may be a favourite with the fans straight away. Obviously, being a you know Tunbridge Angels against yeah, Tunbridge yeah. Wells. And for some reason, I decided to run around the back of the goal because they were all holding their arms out, and I went, did the high five all around the back of the goal, and I carried on doing that every time I scored for Tunbridge. They loved it, so I was a bit of a fan's favourite there, and and we went on that season to win the Kent League. Funny enough, beating Sheppy in the last game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh so, you know all roundabout, uh, turns and roundabouts, like you know. But um, so stayed there. The following season, we went up to the Southern League, and, and to be fair, we we held our own in the Southern League. I think we finished about mid-table, so so it was a really good yeah really good time there. The following season, or or, or pre-season, uh, I get a phone call from John Adams, uh, yeah John Adams, Ch- uh, Chatham Town, yeah. and he asked me if I would like to come down to them. Uh, for some reason I went and I don't know why I went because I was enjoying myself at Tunbridge, but it was another challenge. I think, I, I think any club I've probably spent two seasons with and I just moved on to the next one, you know, uh, for some reason, I don't know, but went with John and, uh, we had, I played up front with Lee Innes. It was a tremendous, again, you know, me being a, a hold up man, if you like, score me goal here and there. Lee Innes was tremendous. Lee Innes was, uh, Massively paced, um, scored untold goals. But I'd like to say that I was involved in that, you know, with a hold up play and flick ons and what have you. So we, yeah, we, um, so I played there uh, with John. Had a couple of seasons, I think we finished in uh, mid table both seasons. And I was going to, this, this would have been the first, this would have been a, a, three seasons at the same club. So I played the first game on the Saturday. The third season for Chatham, and um, on the Tuesday I got uh, I was training, and some of the lads were going. Steve Love, what's sitting on. Steve Lovett sitting on. I said, "What's up?" He's, he said, the, "They're going to put a seven-day approach in for you." Yeah. I went, oh really? I went. What sitting on with uh, the Fletcher the chairman and all that? They got a bit of money, and they. <laughs> <laughs> And a few of them, I think it's Lois Hume said to me, yeah, they've got some money, Steve. So anyway, the following the following Saturday, John Adams said to me, we've had an approach by sitting ball. I went, oh, okay, mate. As if I didn't know. I kept it to myself. And I played that day, done well. I don't know if I scored that day, but I played obviously played well enough because Lovell was there watching. And the Southern League uh, season started the week after, uh, two weeks after the Kent League. And um, he said, our season starts next week. He said, "I'd like, I'd, I'd, like to, uh, to bring it a sitting ball." So, um, I went. Uh, so I phoned up John straight away. I said, "Well, I've got to speak to my manager first. Find out, you know, tell him what the situation is." So I just phoned up John. I said, "John, I think Lovell's coming for me at sitting ball." He said, um, "How much? How much is he offering?" Well, I said. I don't know. Yeah. I've just come to you, you know, I've, I've just come to you, you know, to say to you, John, um, about the situation, but I'm going to speak to him if that's all right. He said, okay, well, we'll up your money a tenner. All right. Ten, uh, all right. So that would have been about 35 quid. <laughs> yeah. So I went, all right. Okay. So I'll go back to Lovell. And, and he's, he's, the figures that he was coming out with were unbelievable. I mean, you, I just, I was, I was I was gobsmacked after he said to me, it was gold bonuses involved. There was pounds for points. God knows. I, I, it was, I, I mean, I won't tell you how much it was, but it was a lot of money. So I've gone back to John and I've said, I think I'm going to go sitting ball, mate, he said, really? Even though we offered you a 10 or more, I said, mate, honestly, the, the money they're offering down now, Charlie it's, uh, it, it's not all about money for me, no. but it, it's not about money for me, to be fair. But... You know, if you're working and you can earn that, well, uh, pretty much double your wages, yes. you know. So I went to sit in Bong with Steve.
0: Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited.
1: You, you had some great players there. Alan Walker was still was centre after. And all the Jills, the ex Jules, we were all coming out, you know, of an little uh, drop down. Steve become manager. They were still around about 33, 34 then. Uh, so they still had a little bit left in them. All playing. Uh, Ricky Pearson played. Andy Blondridge. Gary Kimball, Very good side. I was I was quite. To be fair, most of my uh, apart from Corinthians, I played in the Kent League. So it's it seemed like a step up, and a little bit in awe, you know that that, that, that they, they're taking me up there and that and that. Anyway, he had a, a young lad from. Uh, from Wolves, I can't remember his name, but he was a trainee at Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and they wanted to uh, give him a, I think, a, um, uh, a season's loan, and uh, to play up front with me. Again, a quick, a quick lad, and I thought, well, oh, good. Anyway, he played about three games, and he was absolutely rubbish. So, so Lovell, from there, from from August to Christmas, there was. I think, well, there was a quiz at Christmas. I remember being a quiz at Christmas. Um, The club always had a little, in a program, a little quiz, saying, you know, asking questions about football. And One was, how many uh, players has Steve Irm played up up front with in the last four months? That was one of the questions. And uh, it was seven. Seven. So, (laughs) yeah. Lovell tried, uh, well, Lovell ended up uh, playing me at Christmas. But I'd, I'd had six before then that had tried to play up front, right? And wasn't good enough. Yeah. So, uh, but to be fair, we we were still we were still about second or third in the league because we had a great side that had a, a good midfield players. Alan Walker scored twenty-four goals from centre half that season oh. from set plays. Seriously, so it's so all over the team. We had goals. So we didn't. Even though I had so many centre forwards come come with me in that four months. We were still second or third, and we ended up um, oh, getting a young lad called Tommy Plank out of the uh, out the youth team. He was only uh, seventeen years old, and uh, the, the second uh, half of the season, we absolutely plowed on. The boy was fantastic. Again, you know, me and him worked really well, and um, he's. I think he scored in the second half of the season about twenty goals himself, um, and we ended up winning the league. Uh, that would be the Southern League, and um, so I had I had a, a two-year contract with a year option, but it was the club's option to to uh, to keep me or let me go. Uh, so we would then have been in the Southern Premier, and I think Steve had, had a, a couple of centre forwards earmarked to play in that Premier League because I think they were Conference players yeah. because that step up for me. I never played uh, higher than the Southern League. So the Southern Premier maybe he thought was maybe a biggest too big a step up for me. So that was that was that. When in the in the in the ballroom he said, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna release it uh, for the second season. I said, Well, fair enough, I really enjoyed myself, you know. I picked up a couple of quiz <laughs> along the way. Yeah. And uh, so I thought and this was the first time that uh, I had a season where I didn't know where I was going the next season. So sat by the phone as you do <laughs> pre-season and I, I said to myself right the first person who rings me I'm going to go there you know if I get two or three phone calls after it doesn't matter I'm going to I'm going to go so I'll, I'll get a, a phone call from Wayne Godham obviously your club which will Town, yeah. and um and Wayne said to me I've just been given the manager's job at which would you think do you fancy coming down and playing for us I said um and I, I I remember Wayne from the Sheppy days uh, with Tommy Sampson, and uh, I said Wayne, no one's called me, mate, so I, I'm coming. Um, and uh, what I did then, because uh, obviously he had to get you know get his own side together. Yeah. There was a two or three lads, obviously at Whitstable that have been at Whitstable for for a long time. Uh, Jimmy Pickard was one, um, Russell Mason, you know all the all the local boys. So he had, he had his clucks of local boys, but he wanted to bring a few other boys in. I asked me, uh, he, he said, Can you, you know, ask your brother to come down, Cliff? You know, so he's a centre off. So, and, and I brought Terry Nightingale with me as well. And uh, if you remember, Burt Rosa. Yes. Burt yes. Rosa. So so the four of us come down. Um, and uh, was it my first, yeah, the fir- was it the first game we played um, Hive Town Away? And uh, I got a hat trick that day, if you remember, Tony. And uh, but bef- but before that, before that game, Wayne said to me, uh, well, he said, um, "How much? How, how much do you want, Steve?" I said, "Well," he said, "the club haven't got a lot of money." To be fair, he said, uh, and and he, he gave me a figure, and I said, "Well, that's my petrol money." <laughs> I said, at the end, of, I said, at the end of the day, I said, "Listen, Wayne, I don't score many goals." I don't score many goals. I said, I'm more of a hold-up player. A young lad that plays uh, play alongside me, that he'll score the goals, but, you know, I'll do a job for you. So uh, I said, ask Joe if he'll give me a 10 goal bonus. Yeah, because I don't score a lot of goals. And um, Wayne said, right, I'll do that. I'll ask Joe that. So he's gone ask Joe. I'll get a phone call that night. He said, Ernie, he's giving you uh, a 10-pound goal bonus. I said, brilliant. I said, I'll score... I'll score I don't know, fifteen goals. You know, he yeah, yeah, said, "Yeah." He said, uh, yeah, he said uh, yeah, "Yeah, fair enough." He said, "Fair enough." So, anyway, first goal gets a, first game gets a hat trick, gets Hive, and it all started from there, as you know, Tony. You know, and um, it was unbelievable, and I, I, it just—I I think I found that Whitstable, um he, he played me up front with Lee Boston for a few games. I think, um, oh, who's the other lad? Lee. Uh, Lee Oh Lee, Lee, Thompson. Lee, Thompson. Lee, Lee Thompson. Yeah, Lee Thompson was there as well. And, and, and I played with Lee a few games. I played with Lee Boston a few games. And it, it I don't think it really worked for Wayne. And I think in the end he decided that he'd rather have two wide boys and have me as a target, as a target man and goal scorer, you know, after the first game. So it was on me really to score the goals. So <laughs> um so I think we had, I think Terry and Eingale played wide. Uh, Tony Darren, I think yeah. Tony Darren yeah. played wide as well.
0: Oh, great yeah. oh, great. Yeah, both, both
1: great crosses to the ball. So I was getting untold chances in front of goal, you know. And um, uh, another lad, Jamie Smithson, come to us from Thames Polly when we played them as well. So, I'd, you know, some great crosses at the box. And I think we started off really well with the ball that season. I think for the first two or three months, I think we was in the top uh, top six, I think. And by Christmas, I got 20 goals. I thought, well, this ain't right. Is it? You know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, but we carried on the way we was. I think we dropped off a little bit in uh, January, February, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To be fair. And, we, and we, we started trying to, I don't know if it was trying too hard or it wasn't working out for us. But I remember one particular game, and you might remember this, Tony. We played, uh, we, was, we was really itching to get a result. I think we'd, we'd lost two or three we'd drawn a couple and we played Slay Green and um, we uh, we went well What well, I thought we went one-to-up because I hit one from about 25 yards it went in the top corner and all and for some reason the ball's kind of flipped up back Oh, anyway we all went off celebrating and the referee blew his whistle and said um, goal kick and uh, we went, well, why goal kick? He said, well, the ball come back into play. It didn't go in the net. And we, we, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I think I got a yellow card for, for uh, swearing and what have you. At half time, the referee started go, walking towards the goal. And I thought, what's he walking towards the goal for? So I followed him to the goal because I was still fuming. Yeah. And uh, he, actually, um, he, he actually tied up the net in the top corner. Tied up the net where the hole was, where the ball had gone through and oh. back over the pitch. Do you not remember that Tony? No. You know, I, I remember because what happened then is that the referee was getting uh, the referee was actually getting um, assessed that day. We all sat in the changing room and I went, Wayne, It was a goal! It was a goal!" I, you know what? Yeah. What the hell? And uh, well, you could hear the referee getting absolutely demolished in the in the in the uh, in the in the little room that he had yeah. in between yeah. the referees' room. You know, they were really having a go at him, like, you know. And we lost that game 1-0. They scored in the second half. We lost that game 1-0. And, uh, you know, it's just one of them, little, them funny things. You score, you think you scored a goal. It's flipped off, flipped through a hole in the net, back on the pitch again, no goal. So, the goal
0: that never was.
1: The goal that never was. And I remember John Roseman being behind the goal as well. Because you know John Roseman likes... Like, he liked to rant, didn't he, John? Just a
0: bit.
1: John Roseman actually come down to watch the going. And uh, I could hear him at the referee, loads of
0: expletives. You
1: know, as John would go on, and and he was in this uh, in a bar afterwards, and we was all having a laugh about it. But um, <laughs> but no, no, it was uh, it was a no, no, pers- personal, uh, uh, Again, I'll, I've got to go to supporters here. What a great club! Which the voice for support as well. Some great supporters. I think they took to me as well so I got support as player of the year that season. Yeah. But unfortunately, it wasn't a great season for Wayne being his first season. And I, and I think that the, the committee decided that, you know, one season was enough for, for Wayne. Um, and I think the next season, the reserve team manager came in and they went a little bit local yeah. rather than, yeah. than, than, than getting players in. So um, it was... Yeah, I would have loved to have had another two or three seasons of Whistle because I loved it down there now. Oh, lovely pitch.
0: Yeah. Lovely, um,
1: lovely pitch as well. You know, great, great pitch. Uh, great supporters. Nice club. But unfortunately, again, I've got to reply, I've got to sit uh, sitting by the phone again. <laughs> but but I did get a call. I got a call from uh, Cole Larriman, uh, who had just become manager of Chatton Town. And because then I was I was just the other side of 30 he asked me if I wanted to be his assistant manager as, as a player as well, assistant player manager, if you like. And um, that seemed like a good opportunity because I was getting me first and I, and I, I did have ambitions of, of of being a manager maybe after. So I um, so went went to Chatham. We had a fair season in the Kent League. I think we finished mid-table, but just before the season finished, uh, Coles offered a, a youth academy job at Arsenal. And, um, yeah, and um, so he took the opportunity and went to Arsenal. Uh, Peter Enright, the chairman, said to me, well, assistant manager, well, Carl already said to Peter, look, Steve's up for it. Uh, he's up for, 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 for managing the side and probably will still be playing uh, until he feels fit that he's probably too old to play. And by, I'll, 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 what was it now, 33, 32, 33. So he took over the ranks the following season. And um, in the Kent League, and um, got Tommy Sampson had a prob. I think Tommy Sampson's Deal Town. He had a great de- uh, team at Deal Town, but well, I think all the money folded up at Deal. And so, give me the chance to to make a couple of phone calls, and I got hold of uh, um, Peter Copeland, and said, "What's happening down at Deal?" He said, "Well, all the money's gone." So that that great side that won the uh, the yeah. FA the FA Vars, I think. They, they, they were up from leave you know obviously for leaving the club so I managed to get Phil miles I managed to get Peter Koobland, Steve best Dave Monteith and Wayne Squeezo. oh I've got half of the I've got half of the deal side like you know so luckily the chairman and the committee upped the budget a little bit you know they, and, and uh, we got these players in. so I was very lucky to have a good side to start that foreign season. And uh, uh, towards the end of the season, it was very tight, uh, us and Herne Bay. Uh, oh, what was the major of Herne Bay? Uh, Nick Denley. Okay. Nick Denley. Anyway, it was it was one of those seasons where it, uh, um, towards March and April, it was, it, it was very wet. It rained a lot. Very heavy pitches. And we had, in one month, well, I think we had about uh, three games called off. And... Uh, so home bay have finished their league, their season. Sorry, and uh, we had still had three games to play, and we were they were seven points clear, uh, and we had three games left. So and obviously, so we need nine points. Or it might be another, Was it two points? Was it two points a, uh, a game back in them days? Is it, it two points? Been, was it three? It might,
0: have been. Yeah, it it
1: might be. Have been. So it might. It might have been like um, we needed. Well, I know we needed to win all three games. So, Herne Bay finished the season and uh, because, obviously, they wanted to close the season by uh, by the end of um, March, April, we had three games in three days. So, we had to play VCD on the Thursday evening. We had to play Faversham on the Saturday and then play Thamesmead on the Monday. Wow. Okay? So they made us play the three games in five days. Wow. So on the on the Thursday, we played VCD away at Thamesmead's Ground, that was ground sharing. And we won 5-2. And we even had a, a centre forward, Tundi Asaja was sent off that game yeah. uh, after about 20 minutes. So we beat them 5-2 f- with 10 players. So that was good going. Got got over uh, over that hurdle. We played Faversham on the Saturday, a fashion bottom of the league i mean i think they picked up t- towards the last or the last their last game of the season it was i think they picked up nine points and um they went 1-0 up <laughs> down at their place and um we equalized through i remember a uh, uh, centre-half uh, center glenn glenn cook equalized and we got a winner i'm thinking about the 80th minute so we were still there. We, we won the game 2-1 and went on to the game on Monday. And uh, we had Thamesmead and I'd looked through the, uh, the results of Thamesmead. I'd had, I'd had them watched a couple of times. They had not lost a game all season at home. They had drawn 2-1 all the rest. So what a difficult uh, game for the last game. And we went there. Good crowd there was actually for that last game. I think a lot of the Kent Kent people have come up to watch it um, because they knew how tight it was. was all the,
0: sorry,
1: yeah yeah yeah. All, yeah all the Herne Bay players were there, obviously watching the game. Herne Bay committee were there, and a lot of their supporters. So it was a big crowd, but obviously all different crowds from around Yeah, and uh, we went one new up, it was Sean Mitchell. Uh, in the first half, just before half time, they they got a um, a header, it went one one all. Anyway, this is a good story. Again, it was about it must have been about five minutes left. Um, I was I actually played in that game, and I could see Steve Best making a run forward with five minutes to go, and I had a long throw. I actually launched the ball over the top of the uh, the centre half's head, and Steve had a, a pretty much a one on one, but he wasn't the quickest, Steve. All right, So by the time he got to the goal, they, they, they picked up uh, the pace and they, they closed him down a bit. Um, he squared it at Tundi, Osarja. Tundi went to shoot and shanked it back to Steve Best, who was now inside the area. Anyway, just before I tell you what happened. The, uh, the, 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 the league committee, believe, believe this or not, my, my dad told me this because he was standing right next to him. There was a big cup there, and the league committee had started putting blue and white ribbons on the cup, seriously, for Herm Bay. <laughs> <laughs> they had started putting the blue and white ribbons on, yeah, and it was all, all, all down, uh, down the side of the cup, right? And Bestie hit one into the top corner.
0: Oh, and all shit. of a sudden,
1: and his dad said, "All of a sudden, these the, the committee members of the league started whipping these blue and white <laughs> things on and, and putting red and white on, yeah." <laughs> and um, yeah, so what, what, what a finish! What a finish! What a great finish to a season, yeah! Scoring the last last five minutes of the game to win the league, and uh, so pr- very proud man uh, of Town that day. Yeah, very proud. Very proud to. Um, uh, my first season as manager and, and and winning the league, not not so good. The second league, uh, the Southern League was probably a. It was a it was there was some good sides in that Southern League. The Chelmsfords, you know, Chelmsford Cities, um, Dorchester, some some great sides in that. And to be fair though, but by September we was top of the league. I think we've won we've won four games and drawn one, but it went downhill from then, yeah, and. Uh, we, we finished the season actually just scraping by, um, by the skin of our teeth and staying up. And, and then I, I got the goonah for that, and I, I, which I thought was a bit harsh. Oh, you know, the oh, second cool. season, yeah, I, I, I was yeah. let go. I think they had someone who wanted to take over to, I think it was the Dover manager that came in and, uh, and took, wanted to take the club to the next level, which never happened. Um, but I think that's what their ambitions were, to go higher. So that was, what was on now? I was 34, probably had another season left in me. And Nick Denley, uh, the Herne Bay manager, funny enough, gave me a call. He, he, he wanted to play me centre-half, which uh, I've never played centre-half before. I know they say the older you get, you know, the, yeah. the further you go back in the team, you know, if you're midfield, the centre-half. <clears throat> so I played a few games for Nick at centre-half and uh, didn't really enjoy it so much. Knew I was probably coming to the end of my career, sort of. And uh, I did get a chance to play up front. I think I played a couple of FA Cup games up front. But I kind of thought at that time maybe it's time to call it a day, playing wise. And really, really never, never really took the step of going back into management. I think I just, uh, I don't know. I think after the uh, what happened at Chatham Town, I think I decided, you know, that it was a little bit gutting for me, son. You know, lost the job there for no particular reason, and quite uh, kind of fell out of love with the game a little bit. Yeah. I think I think I think Nick knew that. Um, I spoke to Nick a couple of times about it, and said look, I don't really want to play centre half. You know, thanks for offering me to come down, but I think I'm going to retire, mate. You know, yeah. and uh, and I left it there really. So uh, that's it. In a not so much a nutshell, <laughs> but that's that's. <laughs> <much better. laughs>
0: well what a career mate honestly unbelievable <laughs> It really you, was yeah. i mean you've gone right the way through from playing kicking it about in a park and then all of a sudden you end up in the southern league it's just just amazing yeah, it's, it's amazing
1: it's an amazing story yeah it's an amazing story from from you know from like you say from being like in the gray send league and then making your way up and playing kent in the southern league but but it, the thing is with tony with with all this is, is the friends you meet and the friends, you know, obviously at Tony, I'm seeing you for 25 years, you oh, know, God. and uh, things like that. And it, it's great to, to, to talk to you uh, 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 about my career and that and, and the friends, you know, that so many, so many footballing friends I have now, you know, through the Facebook and whatever, you know, keeping in touch. And I also like to organise a little get togethers when I can, you know, um, yeah. just to keep in touch with people uh, because, it's a really big. it's a great footballing family, the Kent the, the Kent footballing family. It really
0: you know? is, yeah. I mean once this uh, this COVID nonsense is all finished and we can all meet up and shake hands and have a beer and all the rest of it, I'm yeah. gonna get I'm gonna get everybody that's been on here, they're all gonna get an invite and they can Excellent. bring mates with them as well. We'll have a real you know, it'll be a real I'm nice looking, get together. Looking
1: we'll back forward back. to that, Tony. Looking we'll forward to that immensely, mate. Looking well, forward to it,
0: Steve. I've really enjoyed today, uh, and thanks to your wife Lorraine for being the uh, instigator and in the go-between, which has been really good. So she's got to mention as well. You oh, that's lovely. You've, you've mentioned loads of people, which is wonderful, and uh, so you can send it on to all your buddies. So I'll just I'll just wind it up now. So from me here at Belmont Banter, and Steve Hearn on the other end of a well, you're in Zoom, so it's good. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, thank you very much for listening today, and I've really enjoyed it, Steve. Absolutely fantastic, and don't forget Cheers, if you mate. want to hear, uh, hear Steve's story, uh, you know where to get it. It's on all the media outlets. It's on Google Play. It's on Apple Podcast. It's on Audible. It's on. That's great, mate. So from Be me a pleasure, here, a pleasure. Uh, and you, yeah, Steve, absolutely absolutely a pleasure. Absolutely brilliant, Steve. Well done, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. No problem. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Steve. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fiber services to the telecoms industry, specializing in optical fiber provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter
1: for news about
0: local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers!